welcome in the Can You Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Cody, Al, and Nick. Hey, everybody. Hope Thirsty Thursday is going well. Al's favorite game or Al's favorite day of the week, excuse me, Al's favorite player, Michael Pittman, playing tonight. So it's just a great night for Al. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. Big touchdown there at the end of the half. I love it. Big game. Um, in fact, it started the week, our start of the week episode, and I was going to choose Elijah Moore, but we couldn't get on in time. So I missed the, the call on the shot and he started the game with a touchdown. So there you go. Elijah Moore making the most out of his limited opportunities on the field. I don't understand why they don't put him on the field more. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. Cody would literally select Elijah Moore every week as his start of the week. Not saying it's bad, but I do think Cody's got a little man crush on, on Elijah Moore here. Not a little one. Um, he, he is in every single one of my dynasty leagues, and I have actually refrained from talking about him this year because I am going to talk about him a lot next year. Uh, he is a good second half of the year player. So for those who got to listen to our second half of the year episode earlier this week, um, I'd throw Elijah Moore into the mix. If he's on your waiver wires, he's worth a speculative ad for those who uh, have the space to put him on your bench. I think that he could get something going. I understand that they don't really have a stable QB situation going on there and in New York for the jets, but uh, I like Elijah Moore. Yeah. I like Elijah Moore a lot too. He's uh I think he's a younger, more talented version of Jamison Crowder, honestly. And when, when healthy, look how, look how uh, useful Jamison Crowder was in fantasy. So I think Elijah Moore is like that times two. He is going to be a PPR machine when they figure out how to get him on the field more and get him some more targets. So yeah, we, we hope everybody's enjoying your thirsty Thursday. As Al said, pop a top. Uh, here we go. We got an injury report to come up here, Nick. Why don't you get get us started on that? And then right after that, we'll do some start of the week players. And with the wet, got the weatherman here today to give us a little forecast. Absolutely. Uh, another long injury report. Lots of updates that came out uh, since we recorded on Tuesday night. Start with the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure if you are paying attention at all the football news, you saw this come across. Aaron Rodgers tested positive for, for COVID-19. He's unvaccinated, so he has been ruled out for Sunday's game. Jordan Love will get his first career start. Look for, uh, look <laughs> obviously look for that, and I would downgrade Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones slightly, although you're probably still starting them. Kyler Murray, that left ankle sprain, he has not practiced all week, didn't practice again today. The Cardinals, Cardinals are still expecting him to play Sunday but his status definitely needs to be monitored going into the weekend. Colt McCoy would start if Murray's unable to go. Sam Darnold with that concussion was a limited participant in practice today, Thursday. He is currently expected to be available uh, versus the Patriots. He's struggled a lot lately, so I don't think you're looking to start Sam Darnold if at all possible. Taysom Hill. This one's very interesting. Also in the concussion protocol for the Saints, Jameis Winston went down last week with that ACL injury. Taysom Hill practiced in full on Thursday and is on track currently to start on Sunday. I think Taysom Hill could make a very sneaky start this week. Spoiler alert. Tyrod Taylor in Houston with that hamstring injury. According to the Texans, Taylor is good to start this week. 
I think that's great for their skill position players, especially Brandon Cooks, who I think gets a small bump with Taylor returning. And finally, Cody's boy, Dak Prescott, with that calf injury, put in a full practice today and should be good to go this weekend against Denver. Cody? Good to see see Dak back. Um, Tyrod Taylor making his way back onto the field, and we were excited about him last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good thing he didn't have to go up against Aaron Donald. That would have been a disastrous uh, way to come back into his starting gig. So not to good. be confused with Aaron, Aaron Darnold. Yeah, hey, Cody. Let's not talk about Aaron Darnold. That's not a person. Sam Darnold is a person. Uh, Are you sure his last name isn't Darnell? Yeah, you know, it could be a whole lot of anything. You can make it what you want, Mooch. Uh, love to, I would actually love to hear Mooch's take on Aaron Donald. Let's, let's get a take from Mooch, please. And I quote, who's Aaron Donald? <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as he's not an offensive player mooch maybe wouldn't know uh yeah i'm excited to see some of these quarterbacks back to action uh nick you had mentioned if you had been keeping up with uh the nfl news but if you have been keeping up with the state farm news i think aaron Rodgers is in a little bit of heat in a little bit of trouble um well i don't know well, if you saw that well you know i didn't see that um i know that aaron Rodgers alluded to himself being immune immunized Earlier this season, he didn't come out and say he was vaccinated. Um, so I know that people in the NFL circles are going back and forth, whether he should be suspended. Did he lie about being vaccinated? So we'll have to see what comes down on that, but he is for sure not starting this week. So make sure he's out of your lineups. I think it's one of those things where like, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. But it wasn't like, yeah, here's my card. Here's my proof. Uh, anyway, so we got some interesting situations happening revolving uh, Aaron Rodgers and what's to come of that. If anything comes to that, we'll we'll come back and talk about the fantasy implications. But for now, let's not worry about it. James Robinson gets running backs. Bruised heel. Again, Al, bru- bruised heels hurt very, very bad. Imagine trying to walk on something that uh, is bruised. I mean, you, you bump a very badly bruised arm or elbow or something, and it hurts. Imagine walking on one. It's not fun. Missed another practice on Thursday. He has a shot to play on Sunday, but right now his status is looking very questionable, very bleak. He'll need to log at least a limited practice Friday if he wants to play this weekend. Damian Williams with a knee injury did not practice Thursday. It does not look like he'll be available for the Bears game on Monday night versus Pittsburgh. I hope many of you have already dropped Damian Williams. He's not going to be uh, startable for the rest of the year with Cleo Herbert in there as, as well as David Montgomery coming back, who is our next running back with a knee injury. Here, David Montgomery returned to practice on Thursday. It's unclear if he'll be able to return for the Bears Monday night game in Pittsburgh this weekend. He is on the uh, injured reserve designated to return status, so they don't really have to update his his current status until he is fully returned from IR. But he would be a risky start if you don't have Herbert as the Bears uh, running back Monday night already. Elijah Mitchell with uh, a rib injury, was limited in practice on Thursday. He was seen wearing a blue non-contact jersey. I know red non-contact jerseys exist for quarterbacks. I never heard about a blue non-contact jersey. That's pretty cool. His situation needs to continue to be monitored going into the weekend. Saquon, uh, the way that Nick has it in the notes, Saquon. Uh, there was a there's a bit of a typo there, and I was I was really hoping Cody would just gloss over it and read it 
He knows what I meant. But he good knows. luck with that. Yeah, that'll yeah, he, never happen. Yeah, yeah. He's he got, points everything. Yeah, out. He's got to make a big point out of it here. Sakiwan Barkley. COVID nineteen slash ankle injury per uh, NFL Network. Barkley could have had a false positive COVID test earlier this week. Even if that's the case, Barkley is still dealing with an ankle injury and is looking iffy to suit up for Week Nine. And the last on our running back list, Christian McCaffrey with that hamstring injury was on the field for practice on Thursday. He was reportedly very limited in what he was able to do at this point. Looks like a long shot that McCaffrey will be able to return. Uh, Look to have him return in week 10. Fingers crossed. Please come back in week 10 and play football. (laughs) Come back sometime. I mean, we dealt with this all year last year. Every week it was. Oh, he'll be back next week. He'll be back next week. And, and it just never happens. So definitely fingers crossed that he makes it back uh, in week 10 for fantasy owners. So, all right, that's it. Nick, why don't you hit us with the wide receivers? Absolutely. Uh, we got a long list of wide receivers here. A couple of Thursday night players. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, this game will be over, but T Y Hilton with a concussion and Corey Davis with his hip injury. were both ruled out for Thursday night. DeAndre Hopkins, ha- uh, hamstring sprain, strain, excuse me, mispractice again on Thursday. He has not practiced yet this week. It looks like he's going to be headed towards a game time decision Sunday versus San Francisco. Uh, Hopkins often doesn't practice uh, at the beginning of the week and is still able to go. Uh, everything I've read, though, this injury seems a little bit more serious, and I think he is legitimately in danger of missing this game. If he is, both Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore could be good plays this week, and that is assuming Kyler Murray is able to play. Devontae Adams, COVID-19, missed last week. He has been cleared to play and will return this weekend. Get him back into your lineups. CeeDee Lamb picked up an ankle sprain at practice on Wednesday. He was considered a do-not-practice uh, on Thursday. He was off to the side doing some, uh, some light work, riding the bike. Keep an eye on his injury status going into Sunday. Uh, The Cowboys are still confident he can play. Obviously, if he plays, you're going to want him in your lineup, uh, but make sure he is going to do so. A.J. Green got put on the COVID-19 restricted list on Wednesday. Uh, Getting added late uh, that late in the week is going to make it very hard for him to to, uh, clear protocol before Sunday. I don't think he plays this week. Jalen Rager with that... that uh, sprained left ankle returned to practice on Thursday. He looks like he'll be good to go on Sunday. He's really struggled this year, though. I would not have him in my lineups. Uh, that, is, as w- that is surprising, though, Nick. I know you say you don't want him in your lineups, but the upgrade that I was going to say is Devontae Smith really gets an upgrade rest of season if all they have is Goddard and Devontae Smith to throw the ball to. And it's it just, uh, I don't know, it's... It's surprising yeah. to me. I thought Rager actually, when it, for the news first broke, it sounded like it was a very significant injury. So good news for Rager. And I think he, just stay the course for everybody else in that offense. Yeah, it's definitely good news that Jalen Rager can get back out there. I don't like the way that they've used him thus far this year, uh, even before the ankle injury. So I don't think he's anything more than a desperation flex play at this point. Um, obviously, if you're desperate, you can put him in there and, and hope for a touchdown. And now we've got our weekly Giants wide receiver injury report, all three of them. Uh, Sterling Shepard with that hip flexor has yet to practice this week. It's looking like he is not going to be able to suit up this weekend. Kenny Galladay with that knee injury actually participated in drills for the first time since going down with the injury on Thursday. 
His status for week nine, though, is still in question. The Giants are on bye week 10, so I expect them to rest Galladay this weekend, let him rest over the bye, and have him return in week 11. And Kadarius Tony, with that left hand uh, laceration, has been a limited participant all week. It does look like he's going to be able to suit up this weekend and could be a good play given that all the other receivers are injured. Jarvis Landry in Cleveland, knee injury, returned to practice Thursday. Looks like he's going to be good to go. With that Odell Beckham news uh, being basically dismissed from team practice and possibly not playing in Cleveland anymore, Jarvis Landry could be a very good play going forward. And finally, Debo Smith with that calf injury did not practice on Wednesday. He was on the, on the sideline the entire practice Thursday on the stationary bike. At the beginning of the week, San Francisco was very optimistic he'd be able to play this weekend. At this point, he looks very questionable to me. Definitely keep an eye on his Friday uh, practice participation. Uh, but if you're looking to start Debo Samuel, definitely have a, a second option going into the weekend and keep, keep an eye on his injury status. What do you think about that, Cody? Lots of receiver news uh, to digest this week. Lots of receiver news. And let's just touch on that OBJ news because I'll take my victory lap yet again. Thank you very much. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before you said, yeah, you guys, quote, yeah, this you, is not, no, you said, you said, you said, no, this is not a victory lap, guys. Don't worry, not a victory lap. But now, now Cody's, now Cody's officially calling it a victory lap. Yeah. Just for, I, just for all you listeners out there. It was not a victory lap for his injury. It was a victory lap because he has not been a good wide receiver in the NFL for fantasy purposes for the last three seasons. So this is, uh, it's interesting. His father posted on social media a video of Baker Mayfield not throwing him the ball when he's wide open. It's like a montage. An 11 minute video. (laughs) I think the length of the video itself can speak for itself. So I won't talk about that any further other than it's been disastrous for OBJ in Cleveland. And, you know, it's better for everybody involved if they just release him and somebody else picks him up. Yeah, I I agreed. I was hoping that they would trade him at the deadline and there was some, some rumors there. Nothing happened obviously. And we'll have to see if they, uh, they just healthy scratch him for the rest of the year or, or if they're willing to actually cut him. Real quick, I'll rip through the tight ends. Noah Fant, COVID-19, still the chance to play this weekend. According to the Broncos, uh, he needs two negative tests 24 hours apart in order to be cleared. So that's, uh, so far, he's continued to test positive. So putting his availability for Sunday in serious jeopardy. And Alex O as Al O, is that what we call it? Al O? Albert, Albert O. Oh, that's right. Albert O, Al O, Albert (laughs) I'm still not sure how to say his last name. Not even going to try Nope, nope. Backup tight end for the Broncos would not be a terrible start in deeper leagues if you're looking for some help this weekend. If Noel Fant doesn't go, Darren Waller, ankle is back. Return to practice Wednesday and barring a setback, he's going to be good to go this week. Fire him up in every format that you can. George Kittle, calf injury. Kittle returned to practice on Thursday for the first time since going on to IR with that calf injury. The 49ers have not said whether he'll be able to return for their game this weekend or not. Monitor his situation closely going into the weekend as Kittle should return to tight end one status once he is able to suit up. And Dawson Knox with that hand surgery, 
did not practice Thursday. It looks likely that Knox will be forced to miss another game this weekend, which is a bummer. He was off to a hot start. Uh, speak of hand injuries. I know I wanted to announce this. Russell Wilson had that pin removed out of his hand and that return is looking likely here in the next several weeks. Yep. Seattle's on by this week, but I, I think he has a good shot to, to make his return in week 10, right, right coming off the bye. That, that is actually a lot uh, further ahead of schedule than I had originally anticipated with Russell Wilson. It sound, sounded like we weren't going to get him back until uh, later in the season, closer to fantasy playoffs. But this is great news for Russ Wilson managers. For those who have him on the waivers for some reason, which it, you know doesn't surprise me, there's always one listener out there, check your waivers, make sure Russell Wilson's uh, not there. And if he is, scoop him up. Great news for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett owners as well. So obviously they would rather have Russ Wilson thrown to him than, than Geno Smith. So let's fingers crossed as, as owners of those guys that uh, Russ Wilson can make it back sooner rather than later. That's right. Al, you're uh, firing this thing up with your weatherman forecast, please. Al Roker. Well, with the, with deer season upon us, uh, I will say that I'm, I'm happy that I'll be sitting in a deer stand uh, on Sunday compared to watching football. Cause I, as I go over these games, guys, I'm not seeing a whole lot that I'm, I'm really excited to watch. You know, I, I have a feeling there's going to be quite a few blowouts. Hold on. I, I got one comment just before you start here. When Al says sit in his stand, Al, Al doesn't sit in his stand for more than oh, I don't know, like 30 minutes. He might sit, walk around, sit for another 30 minutes, but don't let him fool you, man. He ain't sitting very long. Al, can I ask you a question? You know, most deer hunters that go sit in the stand for the entire day, they pack a bag for, uh, for lunch, pack two sandwiches, bag of chips, candy bar. Are you, uh, are you, uh, kind of the kind of guy that sits there and, and has that motivation to sit and wait till lunchtime? and then snack on your lunch or when do you down those sandwiches and candy bars? I don't bring them. I, uh, I get a little antsy and I like to go for walks. So I, I just don't have the patience to, to sit. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Aaron Trunt right now. I hope he's listening out there, but uh, I, I forget what he, what he calls it, but uh, he sits all day. I can't. I, I just can't. I have to get around. My legs get stiff. My brain starts wandering. I, I start trying to talk to squirrels. You know, th- things just go wrong. But no, I, I don't snack. I, I just sit there and two and a half hours, I got to go for a walk and get out for an hour and a half, go walk around and go sit for another hour and a half. So I will say 12 hours. I'll, I'll get to my stand at about 630 in the morning. And I'll get down from my stand at about 630 or whenever I uh, have some dark, dark, dark is uh the way i get on my stand uh, i'm happy you can do that cody but I, I just can't i'm i'm wired different but anyway so basically as i was saying guys th- there's just not a whole lot of games that I, i'm really interested in this week you know I, i'm, I'm kind of excited about the the raiders uh giants game i i think there's gonna be a lot of fantasy implications in that game uh mostly on one side of the ball and that would be the the raiders side uh, another game i'm kind of interested to see is the battle of the brutals down in Miami with Houston and the dolphins. Uh, I, I think both sides of the ball could have 
quite a few higher guys that normally aren't in the mix with fantasy. You know, I, I'm looking for Cooks and Waddle to have good games. I'm looking for Gaskin to potentially be a RB2 this week. And Tyrod Taylor's back. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, one other game I really want to touch on here uh, is Cleveland versus Cincinnati. You know, that's a big rivalry game. Anything can happen. Look for both those offenses to really produce. Um, other than that, you know, I, I, I was really looking forward to the Green Bay Chiefs game. And then Rodgers went down. I, I still think it could be a good game. I, I'd tune in if you're looking to watch some football. But we'll see what Jordan Love can do, and, and we'll go from there. All right. Thank you, Weatherman Al, for that awesome segment once again on this lovely Thursday. By the way, Thursday, November 4th. Not sure I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Uh, we got some start sets real quick that we're going to get through, and then we're going to get right into our starts of the week. We're just going to do one of each because I got uh, I got one from a listener for our quarterbacks and some of our listeners have been pretty quiet this week uh, of all weeks. I didn't post on social media, so I didn't uh, necessarily give us that uh, fighting chance, but we're only we only have one for every position. Usually we have three, four from every position from our listeners. So um, if, if you haven't already, get your start sit questions ready to go. And send those on social media or text us, please. We'd love to help you. Um, first one is Kirk Cousins or Tua Tegobiola. And that is from my brother, Jace. That, that is a tough one. Uh, I'm going Kirk Cousins this weekend, though. They're playing Baltimore. Baltimore does not have a great pass defense. And I think Kirk Cousins comes back. I think he bounces back, goes for 300, two touchdowns, and is a top 10 quarterback this week. Bold. I'm going to go to a, I think that with Tyrod Taylor back, this is going to be a close game. It's going to be back and forth. Both teams are terrible and I'm looking for the dolphins to have a great week. And that includes Mike Kosicki, Jalen Waddle and miles Gaskin. So I'm, I'm going to go to a uh, Kirk cousins does have the upside with, with garbage time, but I think to a, to a beats him by just a couple points. I don't know. The last uh, four matchups here for Kirk Cousins, obviously that bye week in week seven, but in week eight against a Dallas defense that uh, they should have beat up a little bit at home, especially after that first drive that they had. He only put up 13 fantasy points and he had his big week in week six against Carolina with 28 and a half points. And then he got Detroit in week five with 14.4 points and then Cleveland in week four with 11 points. So that's not very promising when you're looking to start a quarterback. Uh, you only get one quarterback in that league. Baltimore is uh, it's, it's a scary matchup um, for Kirk Cousins. So I think I'm going to start two on this one if he's healthy. Watch that injury report over the weekend, though. He did ding up his throwing hand. I don't blame you guys at all. I, I don't, but I'm, I'm calling it right now. Kirk Cousins, top 10 quarterback this weekend. I like that call. We're going to need it. All right, next up is... The running back position, Devontae Booker, Boston Scott, or Daryl Williams? This is another tough one. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to start Boston, or to trust Boston Scott. Honestly, he looked good last week. I, but, but so did Jordan Howard, right? Like, yeah. In his I, first I mean, game I, of the year. I mean, it's, a, it's his first game of the year. They gave Jordan Howard a bunch of work. And for all we know, Kenneth Gainwell could come out this week. And, and also get a ton of work. So, so it's, it's tough for me to say, 
Boston Scott. I'm not a huge fan of Devontae Booker in, in that offense right now, especially with, with, with all the injuries. They have a kind of a spotty offensive line. I'm going to go with Daryl Williams on this one. Yeah, I'm going to chime in here with the Boston Scott uh, information. So he did score 18 fantasy points last week, which a lot of people picked him up on waivers because of it, but he only played in 45% of snaps and scored twice on 12 carries. So he did not catch a ball through the air. He did want to, he had one target, but he did not catch a ball through the air. And he had 12 rushing attempts for 60 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think he's going to score twice against chargers on the ground. So um, you're, that's a wing and a prayer, hope and a prayer for Boston Scott to be the same type of fantasy player. He was this last week. I I'm right there with you with Daryl Williams over Devontae Booker though. So in that order, I go Daryl, Daryl Williams, Booker, Scott. I'm going to go Devontae Booker. He has been consistent between nine to 15 points. And I, in, in a situation like this, where you don't know what's going to happen, I, I'm going to stick consistent. So Devontae Booker, look for your 10 points. Be happy with it if, that, if that's what you have to do. But consistency is key. I like that call. Uh, just quick touch on that one. Devontae Booker played in 93% of the snaps last week. 15 touches, 60 yards, no touchdowns on the ground. But he got some work in the receiving game. Five catches, 65 yards. So I do like that call, Al. He gets a porous Raiders defense for a running, the running game. The Raiders have not been all that great against running backs this year. So I don't mind that call, but I am uh, definitely looking at uh, Daryl Williams in this one. All right. Now our wide receivers, Tony or Judy this week. Judy love Jerry Judy. I, uh, he only had four catches in his return to action last week. I think he continues to get utilized more this week. And I think Jerry Judy is going to be a, Top 20 receiver this weekend. Ooh, bold call. I like it. I, I am a I am a big Jerry Judy fan for better or worse. Yeah, they don't have anybody else to throw that ball to in New York. Uh, I'm going to take Tony in this one. I just uh, basically basing this on the fact they don't have anybody else to throw the ball to. So Tony over Judy this week, not rest of the season. Judy, rest of the season. Oof. Split the difference, Al. I think think I'm going to go Judy on this one. I think Dallas gets up. I, th I think there's going to be a little bit of garbage time here and uh, Judy's got to get back on track. He missed a lot of time. And uh, I, I think this is where he starts to get back in the groove. So I'm going to go Judy. Yeah. Dallas does get that one game at home. So that is uh, a good call. Uh, last one here. Fryermuth, Pat Fryermuth, tight end Pittsburgh Steelers or Mike Gusecki tight end Miami Dolphins. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. Uh, but I'm, and I think I know where Al's going on this one as well. Yes, you do. <laughs> I am going Pat Fryermuth this week. Uh, the last two weeks, love how they're using him. He's starting to get targeted more. He's starting to get more cat catches. Mike is sicky was playing great, but Devonta Smith returned last week and really ate into Mike is workload. So give me Pat Fryermuth this week. And I think Rest of the season, Pat Fryermuth's going to be a top 10 tight end. What do you think, Al? What thinks you? Well, we, we know after the last uh, episode, I'm, I'm big on Pat Fryermuth myself. I, I think he's going to have a great second half. Um, but for this week, just like I took Tua, I think this is a big game for the Dolphins. 
also think it's a big game for Houston. I think Kosicki gets in the end zone with six or seven catches for about 70 yards. So I'm, I'm looking for uh, looking for a big game out of him, be a top five tight end this week. So Mike Kosicki. All right. And I'm going to take Pat Fryermuth in this one as well. So that uh, two to one for Pat Fryermuth. Uh, here we go. Start to the week. I'm going to stay the course with yours truly, Joe Burrow, who's on a record pace here. One, two, Trend. four, five, five games over 20 points. Trend. Trend gets the Cleveland Browns this week before his bye week. Look for a big bounce back. This team lost uh, to the horrific New York Jets last week. The whole team needs to explode. I don't care if they win by 40 points against the, the hopeless Browns this week. I know they've been good this this year, so don't don't say don't quote me on that one. But I think they make the Cleveland Browns look hopeless in this one, and Joe Burrow comes out on fire. I always like a good Joe Burrow call, man. I mean, yeah. he's played just so well this year. Uh, it's 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 tough not to. I'm gonna go with Taysom Hill this week as my quarterback. Now I will say this: Taysom Hill was on our injury report. He practiced in full today. I'm making this call, assuming that Taysom Hill is going to be starting this weekend over Trevor Simeon. Keep an eye on that going into the weekend. But if Taysom Hill starts, I'm making him my start of the week at quarterback this week. I think with his rushing ability and with that plus matchup against Atlanta, that Taysom Hill can easily put up quarterback one numbers this week. And, you know, he might even be on your waiver wire still. So go check if he is and you're struggling at quarterback or you need a bye week fill in, grab Taysom Hill. Put him in your lineup this week. I got two. I'm going to go with one, and then I'm going to give an honorable mention, um, as long as that's okay with you guys. But the start of the week. What is this? What is the participation ribbon? Yes, lots of those going around nowadays. But my my start of the week is Justin Herbert. I think that he has a bounce-back game, two terrible weeks in a row. Uh, He he gets Philadelphia here. Um, You know, look for Keenan Allen, Eckler, and Mike Williams to get back in back into the swing of things and put up some points on the back of Herbert. Uh, My honorable mention is going to be the one and only Jordan love Uh, look for Kansas city's defense has been terrible. They're going to have to march the ball down the field. Uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, all these guys are going to have to help him out, but look for dump down football and look for him to to march the the ball up and down the field because they have to have a game plan. Matt LaFleur has done a very good job with Green Bay, as much as I hate to say it because I hate the Packers, but look for them to score some points with Jordan Love. They have to have a game plan, and I think Rodgers has been helping him out. So he's my honorable mention. I think Aaron Jones absolutely eats this week. So um, just for those who have Aaron Jones, he's already elite. He's not, I'm not going to make uh, an elite player like, what's supposed to be the running back one of the week, my start of the week. But, it, you know, th- this is one of the weeks where you can expect for him to end up where he's projected. Zach Moss is my start of the week at running back. He gets the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. And uh, Zach Moss is is uh, starting to see more playing time. He's on the field, averaging more than 60% of snaps in the last uh, five matchups that he's been on the field for he's getting more work in the passing game you know this last week he had six catches 39 yards in the passing game so 23 year old zach moss watch this young guy 
get going this week against Jacksonville for a big week? Honestly, I'm not sure why Buffalo doesn't just use Zach Moss more. I think he's proven at least from every game I've seen, every highlight I've seen that he is a better running back than Devin Singletary. I don't know why they just continue to, to frustrate us as fantasy owners. I get it. It's the NFL. They're there to win, not to placate fantasy owners, but just by the eye test and by the numbers they put up, I I think Zach Moss is a, a much better running back. And if they would just give him the volume, I think he could be a really solid weekly option. I, I just I just don't get what Buffalo's thinking. But enough about that. Uh, my start of the week at running back is Elijah Mitchell, San Francisco. Love him, Elijah Mitchell this week. Again, just like Taysom Hill, Elijah Mitchell is injured currently. He is expected to play, but keep an eye on his injury status You know, coming into Sunday. I will say this, though. After the bye week six, Elijah Mitchell came back against Indianapolis week seven and put up 18.5 fantasy points. And then last week against Chicago, he put up 21.5 fantasy points, 18 carries both weeks, over 100 yards, a touchdown each week. I love how San Francisco's using Elijah Mitchell. I love the production Elijah Mitchell's giving them. And I think Elijah Mitchell will be a running back one against the Cardinals this weekend. Al, I see what he's doing here. He's he's picking these high upside guys that if they play, oh, the Nick looks really smart. Hey, hey, but hey, if they my, don't play and they're and they're hurt, well, nothing's just, lost. Those are just the quarterback. Neither of my other two guys are injured at all. Knock on these wood. Are, Knock on hey, wood. Hey, hey, don't you know? Don't give me that, Cody. Come on, come on. You you picked Chase, Chase Claypool over Michael Pittman last week, so I, take a seat. I take did. a seat. You did. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> blow up this did. week when nobody picks him as a start of the week. Hey, Nick, bold strategy. I, I love it. Um, hey, I'm going all high upside all the time. The last couple of weeks, I, I picked some, you know, low hanging fruit guys and they didn't necessarily pan out. So I got to go for the boomer bust, right? Well, my running back start of the week is Jonathan Taylor. So we'll, we'll move on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, my start of the week is Josh Jacobs. Um, Josh Jacobs. I just got done talking about consistency with Devonte Booker. And Josh Jacobs is averaging 14 points a week right now. Um, and he is, he hasn't played over 70% of the snaps yet for his team. And he's been solid and he gets a, a terrible giants run defense. So look for the Raiders to really use Jacobs and man, I hope he has a day, but he is my start of the week. Go ahead, Al. You can hit us with your wide receiver circle back around. I'm going to, finish the wide receiver start of the week i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit all of our listeners with a surprise oh cody wants to go last he's got the he's got the big reveal yeah i'm building up the suspense don't fast forward i have two starts of the week at wide receiver much like quarterback and i've already talked you can only pick one with an honorable mention okay yeah what what is this you're so indecisive well when you have juicy matchups you have juicy matchups I'm going to so, pick the entire NFL as my start of the week. Juicy matchups from the that's different. From the weatherman that says, "Oh, I don't, I don't think there are going to be any good matchups this week." <laughs> and I'm glad I'm going to be in my dear. Stand. And all the guys, <laughs> and all the guys I've talked about so far, have been in games I've talked about. So, what do you? I'm I'm waiting for a comment, Cody. I know you have one. Nope. No comment. Oh, no comment. No. Okay, that works for me. So my start of the week, because I only get one. 
I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I think he has a big game against uh, Miami. As said before, the Battle of the Brutals down in Miami. Um, look for Cooks to stay hot. And my honorable mention, Cody, you good with that? Yes, you can have an honorable mention. Okay. It, my honorable mention is in the same game on the other side of the ball, and that's Jalen Waddle. Again, Tua, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, look for them all to have big games. You got dad's approval. You're good. You can do an honorable mention. Uh, just kidding. Those are both good ones, though. Uh, I love Brandon Cooks this week with, with Tyrod Taylor coming back. Man, did they look good together uh, to start the season off. And I got to start Brandon Cooks in a couple leagues, so fingers crossed on that one. My start of the week at receiver is Marquise Hollywood Brown going against our Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore is coming off a bye week, but in week seven against Cincinnati before the bye week, Hollywood had 14 targets, only had five catches, but still had 80 yards and a touchdown. Bit of a dud week six, but in week five against Indianapolis, he had 10 targets, nine catches, 125 yards and two touchdowns. Lamar Jackson has looked to him early and often this year. The Vikings have a very suspect secondary, and I think Hollywood Brown is going to put up big numbers, unfortunately, for Vikings fans this weekend. Hollywood. I think that Hollywood Brown has been an excellent wide receiver this year uh, for all the naysayers from last year when, oh, he's too small. He's never going to be a good fantasy um, football player. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. So take your victory lap, those truthers that are out there for Hollywood Brown. Um, my start of the week at wide receiver is going to score his first ever receiving touchdown. False. And he has been in the league for two full years. This is his third season. Has been a productive fantasy player in his short career, but has not scored a receiving touchdown. Has scored a couple of passing touchdowns, but I think that Jacoby Myers scores his first ever receiving touchdown. And this is coming Thursday, November 4th. And he gets to Carolina on week nine in Carolina. I think this is his week. He gets that touchdown. He adds to these point totals, you guys. He hasn't scored a touchdown. Al, Al, we got we got to get some money on this. He's scoring 14 fantasy points, 13. You're seven, dreaming. Nine, seven, seven. You add a touchdown to any of those yeah. scores. And yeah, it, you could, you could say that points. about everybody. Yeah, You're dreaming. Well, sure. We've but, said I mean, that every game he's ever played. Positive touchdown regression for Jacoby Myers, and we have ourselves a day. I think Mac Jones finds a way. McCorkle finds a way to get Jacoby Myers his first receiving touchdown. Damon Harris. Damon Harris is the player to watch. $10,000. Unless, unless CMC comes back, Damon Harris is the guy to have in that yeah. game. I'm yeah. sorry. I, if, Cody, if any it's, of it's our, a bold call. No, hey, it's a bold call. If any of our listeners out there are big time betters, you got some money to roll $10,000. Cody, I really hope you're right. I do. I I am starting Jacoby Myers in some deep leagues in some, some large roster leagues, but I'm just basically hoping for eight catches for 70 yards. That's what he's going to do. If he gets a touchdown, I will be ecstatic and it will be a phenomenal call. You know what, Cody, I will say this. If he scores a touchdown, I know you're complaining about how you're almost out of spotted cow. I will drive to Hudson before I come back up to Grand Rapids to see you, and I will buy you more spotted cow to put in your refrigerator. Deal? 
I'll right, pitch in is... for a second case. Oh my goodness. I love this idea. Okay. Thank you guys. Uh, I, I will. I'm but... literally showing you guys. So I'm doing this, but I have me at my last bottle right here. My last bottle of spotted cow that is empty right in front of me. So I am but, so excited. But Cody, if he doesn't get a touchdown, we're going to come up with something you have to do on the show next per- Tuesday. Perfect. I'm all in. I'm all I don't in. know what it's going to be yet. Nick and I will, uh, we'll do some talking here. You it's going to be, ta- gonna be something for all the listeners out there. A, a and it's going to be something embarrassing. And like, Elijah Moore tattoo. You and won't I'm, even need to. Because I'm not even going to make you buy, a, buy me a, a six pack of beer or anything like that. I will pitch in if he gets a touchdown for a second, or I will buy the second case of beer. I don't care. But you will be doing something for the listeners if he once again does not get a touchdown. Hey, you listeners heard it here first. If uh, if Jacoby Myers gets a receiving touchdown, party at Cody Mann's house. That's right. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's hear your tight end starts of the week and let's get out of here. I'll go first. Darren Waller, look for a bounce back game. Giants. Wow. Mm-hmm. Chalky. Hey, it's it, it, it might be, but he, he hasn't been playing well. He really Josh hasn't. Allen is my start of the week at quarterback. Hey, hey, that is, you know what? As much it's, as I it's love fair to, to say to pile on up against Al sometimes, that isn't fair. Come on. Darren Waller's played terrible since week one. Terrible. He has he even been a one, tight end one. No, one good week. He's had one good week. And now coming off injury, too. Right. Look for look for him to get back on track. We just talked about this in the last episode, Cody. I, I believe somebody called for him to be their tight end for the second half of the year. And the reason why I we agree. did that, you know, we, we agreed that we weren't picking guys in the top 10 unless they only had one or two big weeks to put them there. And Darren Waller, Darren Waller has not been there. So look for it to happen. Darren Waller starts his trend on the way up this week against a terrible Giants team. I like it, Al. I just I just wanted you to explain yourself. So good. Nick, you're up. I am stealing Al's tight end uh, for the rest of the season here. I'm going to go Pat Fryermuth. Uh, in his last two games, week six against Seattle and week eight against Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh just finally decided to incorporate him more in the offense. He had seven targets in each game. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to start using him as a safety valve over the middle. Uh, and for quick first downs. And I think Pat Fryermuth is a solid start this week. Uh, if you're in tight end trouble or if you uh, have bye week issues, I'm a TJ Hawkinson owner in the majority of my leagues. So I'm looking for options this week. I'm starting Fryermuth in one of my leagues. In another one, Al was able to get him ahead of me. So Al is starting Fryermuth this week. Uh, but if he's a free agent, go get him. And lastly, I have... Zach Ertz in a divisional matchup against San Fran. I think Zach Ertz is going to find the end zone in this one. He has been targeted five times against Houston in week seven, four times against Green Bay in week eight with a hobbled Kyler Murray, who's going to need to throw the ball more instead of rush the ball and a hobbled DeAndre Hopkins, who might be missing this game. Expect two or three more targets in this one where uh, I think Zach Ertz finishes right around that seven, eight target mark, hopefully puts a, puts that into six, seven grabs for 60, 80 yards and a touchdown for a good tight end one week. If Hopkins is out, I think uh, Hertz is definitely going to see more volume. So, and even if honestly, even if Murray's out, 
backup quarterbacks love dumping down to tight ends. So I think uh, I think Ertz could have a, a good week either way. Absolutely. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Don't forget that we have an extra bonus episode this week. Our our bonus episode is going to be Dynasty football. So those who have not played Dynasty would like to learn a little bit more about it. We will be going over a full Dynasty episode here. And next week, only one episode for you next Thursday. So we will all be hunting in our deer stands, giving all all of our listeners a little bit of a break. Hopefully you can listen to that Dynasty episode in your deer stand or on your way to work. Good luck to all the deer hunters out there. Stay safe and happy hunting. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed your Thursday Thursday. And as these guys said, good luck hunting this weekend. And good luck with those week nine matchups. Goodbye.